Jai Jai Sitchitana Daya Nichananda Daya Dvita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Ram 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Aridas Thakur was such an extraordinary personality that despite his Muslim birth, everyone accepted him like a great transcendental personality. And, and so his fame was growing as a great saint. So Ramachandra Khan had some difficulty with that. Uh, Ramachandra Khan found it uh, you know, inappropriate uh, and, and therefore Ramachandra Khan saying, I will reveal the real qualities of this person. And I'm telling you, if he will face a beautiful woman, uh, then his through nature, his through fallen nature will come out. So Ramachandra Khan then decided to chant a prostitute. Ramachandra Khan was the uh, zamindar, or the particular land holder, who was administrating a whole district. Uh, Ramachandra Khan was a tax collector for the Muslim government, and Ramachandra Khan was in this way a uh, a district authority. Therefore, he also had constables and these constables. So Ramachandra Khan, from his point of view, his actions were very logical because he was going to uh, expose, expose the hoax uh, that this Muslim was making a show of devotion, just a false show, and now he was going to expose him. Mm. So Ramachandra Gaon selected a very beautiful girl and prostitute and offered her money. And the plan was that she would go and meet Haridas in the dead of the night and that her, his, uh, his followers, his constables, would, would follow her. And these constables, they would then arrest Haridas after he was found in a compromising act. Uh, and in this way, uh, polluting young girls. Mm. That was the plan of action. And then he would become publicly defamed.
So the uh, as Ramachandra proposed this to the prostitute, whose name was uh, Lakshahira. Lakshahira means jewel-like qualities. So Lakshahira was sent, but Lakshahira said, no, don't send your constables with me. First, let me enjoy with him one night, and then the second night, you can send your constables. So I find that very interesting about Lakshahira, because Lakshahira then showed that she had more than professional uh, interest. And Lakshahira was rather uh, attracted by lusty desires. And uh, I went to that place, Bainapol. And when I went, I thought I would go there to pray for the power to chant, since Haridas had been chanting many, many rounds there. And when, but when we came there, I was a little shocked to see not only a deity of Haridas, which I kind of had expected, but to also see a deity of the prostitute Lakshahira. And as I saw that prostitute, and the focus was on her, her lusty personality, I realized that she conquered lust by the association of Haridas Thakur, and that she became a great transcendental personality, and that she was able to chant 300,000 names a day. And who can chant 300,000 names a day other than one who has love for Krishna? Uh, it's not possible to chant so many rounds without love. Therefore, Haridas transformed her lust into love. And realizing that upon seeing that deity, I changed my prayer and I prayed in that place to Haridas Thakur and Lakshayira that I might overcome lust. Um, because that is such a such a thing. The eternal all-devouring enemy of this world, uh, so that difficulty is there. Kama isa krodi isa rajaguna sambhava mahapapa mahasana vidi enam ihavainam Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains that it is lust that arises from the mode of passion and that this lust is the all-devouring sinful enemy of the entire world. So the... Um, meanwhile, Ramachandra Khan, uh, he was driven by the other uh, material vice. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Icha Dvesa Samuttena Dvandamehina Bharata Sarvabhutani Samahan Sarviyanti Parantapa. He says that the living beings that take their birth in this world are overcome by twofold delusion, namely lust 
and envy, um, Icha and Dvesh. So Ramachandra Khan was very envious of Haridas Thakur. And, uh, but Haridas, as we, as we mentioned, transformed the prostitute. And, uh, and as a result, she became a great devotee on the third night. Um, Ramachandra Khan, however, uh, Ramachandra Khan, he, um, he committed that great offense against a Vaishnava. So such offense against a Vaishnava is, uh, is giving severe reactions. And, uh, and it just, it, it multiplies. That is coming out in the pastime, because it is said later, later Nichananda came to, to, to the place where Ramachandra Khan resided. And Nichananda was followed by a large group of men, and Nichananda came to the house of Ramachandra Khan and said on the Durga Mandap, a, a courtyard, courtyard after the entrance and that courtyard in the house when he was seated there uh, then uh, Ramachandra Khan was not willing to uh, to welcome Lord Nichananda and he sent a servant and the servant came and told Nichananda that uh, better better you go to some uh, common man's home, like, like a, you know, like someone who keeps cows, they have a large shed, which may be able to accommodate all those, all those people that are with you. Mm. So Nichananda, uh, who understood the heart of, uh, of Ramachandra it is said, Sarvigya Nichananda, Nichananda who knows everything. Sarvigya Nichananda, he, uh, he then uh, spoke out strongly. He said, yes, yes, indeed, this place is not suitable for, for me to sit. This place is a place suitable for the slaughter cows and sinful man. So Anichananda left. Uh, then later, later, this Muslim uh, magistrate came and uh, because Ramachandra Khan, uh, as a tax collector, had been collecting a lot more fund than he had actually paid to the government. And as a result, as a result, now he got found out and a Muslim magistrate came and came and arrested Ramachandra Khan and his family and sat down in the mandap, slaughtered a cow, ate flesh uh, in that house. And in that way, uh, it became polluted and then plundered the entire village, uh, not only uh, 
Ramachandrakam, but even the village was sharing in the reactions to, to this offense. So it's quite something. Mm-hmm. So if one is, uh, is present, if one is present and an, and an offense is committed, uh, one has the duty to denounce, uh, to denounce that immediately, yeah, to, de- to denounce the offender. Um, so in this way, um, we see that uh, offenses come up from uh, of that nature in uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm. Um, it is said another personality. Uh, okay, what was his name now? Um, Um, okay, now I have to quickly look. Skopal, um, yeah. Srivas, oh. Srivas and Gopal. Yeah, so this is the same story huh? that Gopal Chapala, Gopal Chapala became envious of Srivas Thakur, huh? and was also known as a great devotee. So Gopal Chapala tried to diminish his prestige by putting all the paraphernalia for worshiping. Uh, Durga, goddess Chandi, and uh, which meant flesh and wine, and to put the tali on the doorstep. So early in the morning, Shivas comes out of his house and sees these paraphernalia on the doorstep. Then Srivas called out loud to all the neighbors, quick, quick, come, come and see, come and see what is going on here. Oh, and they all came and they and he said, just see, at night, I'm secretly worshipping, worshipping Durga. And the neighbors all looked at, what is this? You know, and they called a sweeper and had this wine and, and flesh removed from that place. Hmm. So, uh, and then Gopal Chapala had to, uh, he, he suffered leprosy. Um, he suffered leprosy as a result. And uh, he was, uh, and at one point, uh, so he, he lived outside the village as, as a leprous, are very contagious, so they live outside the village. So he stayed outside the village, suffering from leprosy. And then one day he met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and fell at his feet, and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and asked for relief. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, you, you are an offender, an offender of Srivas. I'll have you bitten by these germs for millions of births. Mm. So, now we're seeing the all-merciful Supreme Personality of Godhead turning into a punishing lord. 
uh, he turns into a lord who uh, who will have someone bitten for millions of births. Um, so offending the devotee is is not uh, is not. It is described to be the mad elephant offense. Um, it is described to be the offense that can uproot, uproot one's entire devotional creeper. Remember speaking about the bhakti lata beach and planting the seed of, uh, of pure bhakti. And then that uh, seed of pure bhakti when sravana kirtana jalasechana when it is watered by hearing and chanting, then it can sprout. And, uh, but it is said that, uh, that this criticizing of the Vaishnavas is the mad elephant offense, which can uproot and destroy one's, one's entire, entire garden. Um, so, what is the situation in this? Is is that uh, in the in the Bhagavad Gita we find the verse Nihabi Kramunasasti Pratyavayana Vijate Swalpamapyasya Dharmasya Trayate Mahatubayat. So we understand that there's no loss or diminution in this devotional service. Uh, that is, is established in the Bhagavad Gita. And then on the other hand, we have here the mad elephant offense, which is can destroy one's whole uh, devotional creeper and the, the garden is destroyed by the mad elephant. So what about this now? Uh, how, do we, how do we look at that? Uh, which of the two is, is prevalent? Um, so, well, um, when we look at uh, a daksha, we're seeing that uh, daksha, uh, daksha was, uh, was seriously offending Lord Shiva, Vaishnavanam, Yadas, Shambhu, the greatest Vaishnavas, Lord Shiva. And he blasphemed Lord Shiva and offended Lord Shiva. And then Lord Shiva uh, got upset and Lord Shiva uh, had his, cut off his head and put a head of a goat, put the head of the sacrificial goat. And he had to stay like that till the, the end of the kalpa. Uh, but then he was restored. We're also seeing that uh, Aswatthama, Aswatthama committed a grave, grave offense by killing the sleeping sons of Jopadi. And Aswatthama is to be punished, but also at the end of the Kalpa um, will be reinstated. So we can understand like this, that uh, from these examples that uh, Although the duration of, of an offense is very, very long, uh, there is no such thing as eternal damnation. Uh, 
There's no eternal hell. There is, uh, it is, it is temporary. Um, it is temporary. And one is uh, therefore in due course of time after suffering reactions, again, reinstated. Therefore, if we say, this verse of Bhagavad Gita is sometimes compared to a spiritual bank balance. And it says that all the benefits are accrued in that spiritual bank balance. Then, uh, then we can understand that uh, the offender, that it is as if his his bank account is frozen. So if someone's bank account is frozen because he's under suspicion or whatever by the government, then he has no access to it. So even the wealthiest man is suddenly reduced to great poverty. Uh, but then if, if later the account is, is again opened up, then his old wealth is restored. So ultimately, um, it is to be taken like that. Uh, so, however, um, the reactions are, are very long and severe. And uh, here, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, was not uh, not just mercy, mercifully uh, forgiving. No, he was uh, he was very very strict in this regard with these offenses. Hmm. So, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the as the punishing Lord. Uh, uh, we're also seeing that uh, some examples, uh, we see an example of Mukunda. Mukunda was an, a close associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But Mukunda, uh, Mukunda was also sometimes listening to the lectures of speakers who were actually Mayavadis, but very intellectual and expert in, uh, in scripture. So Mukunda would listen to these things. So one day, Lord Chaitanya became very upset with Mukunda and said, I, I don't want to see him anymore. He is comes be in front of me, and he offers, uh, he prostrates himself in front of me with great love and devotion, but then he turns around and stabs me in the back. And it's like the devotees couldn't understand what it was, but then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed that he was listening to Mayavad philosophy. And he said, also, I will not see him for millions of births. Well, he said, I will not see him. You can send him away from my association. Uh, 
So Mukunda was uh, was away from Lord Chaitanya. Then the devotees were asking uh, for asking. Well, Mukunda made that mistake, but at the same time, he's a great devotee. Please have mercy upon Mukunda. And Lord Chaitanya became angry, and Lord Chaitanya said, "I will not see him. I will not see him for millions of births." When Mukunda heard that Lord Chaitanya said that he would not see him for millions of births, Mukunda became very ecstatic. And he jumped up and down and said, the Lord, the Lord will see me again after millions of births. When Lord Chaitanya heard that actually Mukunda had shown so much ecstasy when he heard that he would be allowed to see Lord Chaitanya again after millions of births. And with that, Mukunda showed that he had so much love for the Lord. Then Lord Chaitanya said, Okay, let him in. Then he just forgot all about Mukunda. Okay, so the Lord, as a, as a, as a punishing Lord, Lord Chaitanya uh, being angry, uh, but yet Lord Chaitanya also remaining merciful. Uh, yesterday we discussed the situation of Chota Haridas, and we discuss how Lord Chaitanya uh, somehow or other also remained merciful. Yes. So, uh, but we see uh, in Chaitanya Bhagavat, we also see Lord Nichananda, and there are Buddhists, right? and these Buddhists, uh, Lord Nichananda came to the Buddhists and asked for some water, and they didn't respond. They were seated in meditation. And then Lord Nichananda just kicked them in the face. So, wow, that is very, very strong. Is that, is that, uh, is that Vaishnava? Kick them in the face. Is that, uh, is, are these the dealings of the Vaishnavas? Um, a little shocking, maybe. Yes, but uh, the the Buddhist uh, is is systematically denying the existence of God. The Buddhist is a sunyavadi who says everything is sunya. He is saying. First, well, let's say the Mayavadi, uh, they're saying Jagat Mitya Brahma Satya, that the universe is false and Brahman is real. Uh, the Buddhist is also saying that the universe is false and saying that Brahman is also false. Uh, the Mayavadi will say that the personality of Godhead is false. The Mayavadi will say the, the form of the Lord is false, the abode of the Lord is false, and devotional service is false. Uh, but, say, Brahman is real. 
the uh, the uh, the Buddhist will say uh, the form of the Lord is false, the abode is false, devotional service is false, uh, and even even Brahman. Right? The form of the Lord is false, but even the all-pervading spiritual energy is also false. That also doesn't exist, because ultimately nothing exists. It is all illusion. So this is a, a, a very destructive philosophy, which destroys... Uh, the, the focus in Buddhism is to destroy suffering. But it's not only destroying suffering, but this philosophy, it is also destroying the happiness of devotional service. And Nityananda, who is totally absorbed in the happiness of devotional service, could not tolerate this. Uh, he despised this. This is the greatest crime. This is the greatest crime uh, because in the name of spiritual life, in the, <clears throat> in the guise of spiritual life, to destroy spiritual life, that is the greatest offense. Therefore, <clears throat> Nichananda deemed it appropriate to uh, to kick such offenders in the face um, so it is interesting because we are discussing and exploring uh, every day the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Daya Kodavichar Vichara Karita Chittapabachamatka Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is saying that um, if you are indeed interested in logic and argument, then apply that to the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And by doing so, you will find amazement in your heart. Uh, so that is the point. Uh, so Lord Chaitanya is uh, in this way um, not uh, going to, uh, he's, he's merciful to all, he's not going to tolerate uh, those who are uh, Pasandis, those who are uh, speaking up to destroy devotional service. Still, we see that uh, when the uh, Lord Chaitanya, that Lord Chaitanya took sannyas for the purpose of delivering pasandis, uh, Lord Chaitanya was pointing out so that these uh, these logicians, impersonalists, they are all escaping, and uh, and somehow or other, Lord Chaitanya was. Uh, took Mayavad sannyas so that they would respect him. So that these impersonalist philosophers would offer obeisances to him as a sannyasi. 
and therefore they would obey, offer obeisances to the Supreme Lord. And in this way, they would become purified. And they could also make advancement. Hmm. In the Chaitanya Bhagavat, there is this one story uh, about uh, a sannyasi. Uh, and this sannyasi one day <clears throat> saw Lord Ch Nichananda accompanied by Lord Vishwambar walking in Navadvip. And when the sannyasi saw uh, Vishwambar looking so aristocratic, looking so beautiful, with Anantasais on his chest as the Brahmin thread, then that sannyasi said, Oh, you are so nice. I want to bless you with a long life, a beautiful wife, and great learning uh, and, and, and great wealth. And Lord Chaitanya, he responded and said, what kind of blessing is this? It looks more like a curse. Because the blessing was only offering material things. So what's the benefit of that? Only more entanglement in the material energy. Uh, Lord Nichananda, who was older than Lord Chaitanya, maybe 15 years older, Lord Nichananda, he said, ah, this young man, he has a special nature. He said, sir, no one can deal with him, only me. But I'm telling you, sir, I'm very much appreciating, appreciating your offering. Ah, the sannyasi said, a man with intelligence. He said, please, sirs, you must come and take some prasad in my house. Nichananda said, all right, all right, we will come, but we'll take only little fruit. So the sannyasi brought them, and when they came to his house, his, his wife was already waiting for him, and he said, oh, I've brought some guests. So then the wife said, but they'll just take little fruit. So the wife cut up some fruits, and, and, they, and she offered all that, right? And then the sannyasi came forward and said, ah, you want little Ananda? And Lord Chaitanya said, what is this? And Nichananda said, alcohol. Then Lord Chaitanya just jumped up and ran. And Nichananda ran after him. And they jumped in the Ganga for their, with their clothes on for purification. So that pastime is very interesting. Um, uh, because it's not a pastime of punishment, but it's a pastime of of bestowing mercy upon upon one who is is fallen. Uh, but somehow or other, although this person was fallen, a sannyasi is not meant to live with a woman, but he lived with a woman. Uh, can have no intimate connection with woman and is drinking alcohol. So he was certainly a fallen person. Uh, still, the two lords took fruits in the house because the man had voluntarily offered benedictions, and Nichananda appreciated that, although Lord Chaitanya had exposed these benedictions as 
materialistic, still Nichananda appreciated and therefore they reciprocated by taking some fruit and accepting some service, accepting some more service. So, but then when the sannyasi offered sinful things like alcohol, then Lord Chaitanya jumped up and ran away, uh, followed by Nichananda and jumped in the Ganga with their clothes on. So there are many intricate ways Lord Chaitanya is ready to deal with the most fallen. But when one becomes envious of the Vaishnavas, that is the one thing. That is the one thing that is taken uh, very serious. Ramachandra Puri uh, uh, is another example. Um, Ramachandra Puri was a disciple of Madhavendra Puri. And Ramachandra Puri, he... At the end of, of life of Madhavendra Puri, Madhavendra Puri was in great separation. Uh, and he was saying, Oh, my Lord of Mathura, oh, my Lord of Mathura, where are you now? So Ramachandra Puri said, Why are you lamenting? You should be transcendental, you should be absorbed in Brahman now at the time of death. How are you lamenting? Uh, and and, uh, and Madhavendra Puri uh, got upset and told him to get out of his sight. Get out of my sight, you rascal. Huh? <laughs> now, now harassing me with this at the time of my death. Get out of my sight. So it said, uh, whereas Ishvara Puri was the disciple who was always serving the spiritual master and always uh, chanting and, and reminding him of Krishna and speaking about pastimes of Krishna. So in this way, Ishwara Puri was uh, is is the the model of the good disciple, and uh, Ramachandra Puri is the model of one who disrespected the spiritual master and who uh, disobeyed the spiritual master. And as a result, as a result. Ramachandra Puri later on um, offended Lord Chaitanya as well um, because he came in the association of the Lord and one day when Ramachandra Puri arrived he, he invited Jagadananda and he was feeding him, feeding him prasadam and then after, and he made him eat more and more and more. And then after that, after Jagadananda was washing his hands and mouth, then Ramachandra Puri said, and now I've seen it with my own eyes. I heard that the followers of Chaitanya eat too much. And now I've witnessed it with my own eyes. So he began by criticizing uh, Jagadananda and then later, he found fault with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One day there were ants in the room and, uh, and he said that, uh, Ram, he said, oh, I can see that there were sweets here last night. This sannyasi is very attached to sweets, and sugar candy. And yes, um, the evidence is here in this way. He also criticized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
responded by uh, not accepting any invitation from anyone, cutting his, and eating only one quarter of what he would usually eat. Uh, and uh, since Ramachandra Puri was the godbrother of his spiritual master, but at the same time, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also ignored Ramachandra Puri. Uh, he was showing externally respect, but actually, uh, Ramachandra Puri was an offender because he offended the Supreme Lord. So we see that the uh, offense led to more offense. One one, once one engages in, in criticizing Vaishnavas, it becomes a, uh, it becomes part of one's nature. It becomes, it's, it sets in and one will do it again and again and again until ultimately one offends Krishna. And then he who offends Krishna, how can, can such a person approach Krishna? Such a person removes himself from Krishna, comes to a, a greater distance from Krishna. So this is is, is great misfortune. Um, when I was speaking about Raghunath Bhatta Goswami the other day, there was one thing I forget to forgot to mention, and uh, um, and I should have mentioned, and uh, and that was that Raghunath Bhatta Goswami had one outstanding quality, and that quality was that he would never hear any criticism about any Vaishnava. And if in front of him anyone would just criticize a Vaishnava, he would just walk away. Just walk away. So this is a wonderful, uh, a wonderful policy. Uh, uh, because hearing criticism of Vaishnava is contaminating, contaminating our consciousness. Yes. So this is so much highlighted, this Vaishnava Ninda, this offending the Vaishnava, is so much highlighted in the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, that it is, is clearly something we have to specially uh, pay attention to in spiritual life. Very much so. And, and appreciate that that because all living beings are afflicted by illusion, uh, by the delusion of desire and hate or lust and envy, that the tendency is there within us. And that we have to make a conscious effort to check this tendency very, and be very diligent about this. And when we, uh, and of course, to ask forgiveness if we do. Uh, some people are so excessive, they ask forgiveness all day about everything. And uh, yeah, that is maybe also excessive. It, it, it means, uh, but at the same time though, we should be diligent about this. Now, Although we are diligent about avoiding offenses, it's, we are not the international society for avoiding offenses. We are the international society for Krishna consciousness. So Krishna consciousness comes first. Worshipping Krishna is in the forefront first. 
and foremost, devotional service. And then as we are absorbed in devotional service, then the cause of that, um, we are careful not to criticize any Vaishnava or, or anything in relation to Krishna. Uh, in this way, we are, uh, we, we, we are eligible, um, eligible to, uh, to make spiritual advancements. So like that, I am, uh, this is something we have to learn and, and, and we have to learn to glorify, um, to glorify Vaishnavas. That is, is uh, in, in, the, in regards to uh, Ramachandra Puri, there is a verse quoted from the, uh, um, from the, uh, 11th Cantor, spoken by Uddhava. And let me just quickly go there. Mm Para svabhava karmani na prasam sinagarhayet vishvam ikatmakam pasyan prakritya purusinacha. One should see that because of the meeting of material nature and the living entity, this universe is acting uniformly. Thus, one should neither praise nor criticize the characteristics or activities of others' purport. This verse from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.28.1 was spoken by Lord Krishna to Uddhava. Now, so one should not, not criticize a Vaishnava and one should also not glorify the Vaishnava in front of the Vaishnava. Uh, it said, but... Whereas the criticizing of the Vaishnava uh, may never be, uh, uh, that may never be engaged in. Glorifying the Vaishnava even in front of him may sometimes be done. But at the same time, um, if we, uh, one who praises us is, that, oh, one who praises us, he is, he is actually uh, not our friend um, because he makes us proud. And one who finds fault in us, ah, he is our friend, because he finds. Or may we take it like that when someone speaks to us like that. Anyway, one may break that rule of praising the Vaishnava in front of him, although one should understand that uh, that if one praises a Vaishnav too much in front of him, that that may unnecessarily uh, increase his his uh, his pride. So we're not helping him 
to develop his humility. But we will uh, give credit. We'll certainly give credit. Uh, oh, oh, you did this so nice. Oh, wonderful service. Oh, very much appreciate your service. Uh, uh, it is said that in praising a Vaishnava, one must praise the Vaishnava uh, for something genuine that he's done. Uh, when we say to someone, oh, you are as great as, as Lord Shiva, uh, then maybe that's not uh, applicable. Uh, uh, because Lord Shiva is very, very great. And, uh, and, and we may not be on that level. So one should glorify in a way that, uh, that it is appropriate according to the person's actual achievements in devotional service. Mm. All right. I, uh, I am... Uh, spoken about this topic it's uh, I've kept this topic all this time I didn't address it it was something uh, but it was something for completeness that I had to address but I did not address this uh, because in one sense it's 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 a distasteful topic oh uh, I don't like to, first of all, to discuss uh, all these, uh, you know, all the unpleasantness of 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 Vaishnav of Arad. Uh, it's it's not uh, filling my heart with uh, with great happiness. Um, second of all, to um, to make Vaishnav Aparaj uh, the focus of my spiritual life uh, is also not what, what it is about. Uh, like I mentioned that our life is dedicated to devotional service. And let us just think day and night about extending our, expanding our devotional service, expanding the mercy of Lord Chaitanya in all, in all directions. And then, in the cause of that, avoid Vaishnava Parat. But if one merely spends a life avoiding Vaishnava Parat, that alone is not enough. Let us do something, do something to increase the glories of the Lord and the glories of his devotees, and in this way, increase the glories of the Sankirtan movement. Hare Krishna.